Friends, can we talk about some of the roadblocks we face when we know we need to make some thyroid healthy changes? Because too often, I feel like these are the things that keep us stuck. And today, I just want to air these things out and get them on the table, especially when it comes to thyroid healthy eating. You know, there's all kinds of aspects of our lives that we're asked to examine as thyroid thrivers or change, but food really deserves its own conversation because it's deep emotional territory. I mean, this is stuff that goes back to our childhoods and into our current feelings about ourselves, our beliefs about what is and isn't possible. And they're also just legitimate, pragmatic concerns. Is this going to be too hard for me? Will I have to be cooking all the time? Can I afford to eat this way? Is it going to be super restrictive? Today, I'm going to address all of those questions. Not only have I been through it myself, but I've been through it with hundreds of other thyroid drivers as a health coach, and especially back when I was running Thyroid 30. And across the board, getting our heads around these questions and concerns and fears is really, I feel, an essential first step towards eating well so that you can feel well. So let's bust some myths, fears, and roadblocks around thyroid healthy eating. You're not going to want to miss this high impact episode. So stick around. Hello, thyroid drivers. Welcome back to another episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites, a weekly podcast dedicated to helping you live well and eat well so you can feel well. I'm Ginny Mahar, your host and the face behind the apron at hypothyroidchef.com. So you want to feel better, you're out there taking your thyroid meds, and you still feel bad. You found your way to me, and maybe you started thinking about your diet and how food could be affecting the way you feel. Maybe there's even a little voice inside you that says, yeah, we need to make some changes, regardless of where you are on the path, even if you're years in. So many of us, and this used to be me, are just exhausted. We're not thriving. We're sick. We're tired. Maybe we're unhappy with our weight. Uh, Maybe we're just unhappy in general. It's like our bodies need to be plugged into the charger, but we don't know where the charger is. We can't find it and nothing's working anymore. It's totally overwhelming. As thyroid drivers, it's really exciting when we start to discover how diet and lifestyle changes can make a difference because that thought of having some power over how we feel is really appealing. But when you start digging into the information, stuff gets real, really quick. I mean, we're talking about eliminating gluten, not just a little bit, but a hundred percent. We're talking about cutting out dairy, sugar, soy, sometimes grains, alcohol, maybe. I mean, yikes. Like we're talking about eating more vegetables, which is legitimately scary for some of us. And we're talking about avoiding environmental toxins by buying organic food, which yeah, costs more. So this is for real. And it can be really upsetting, I guess is the right word. And I see you, I, I get it because I am you. Like I've been there, I've done that. I've lived to tell the tale. I've cried (laughs) plenty of tears about having to bid farewell to some of my favorite foods. And I've struggled to figure out how to feed my family. You know, I've had to look at reprioritizing our household budget, making health supportive food a higher priority on that budget. I've done the elimination diets. I've, I've really been my own guinea pig and I felt 
alone and scared and grief stricken that I simply can't eat and drink whatever the heck I want and feel okay anymore. I can't. And trust me, I've tried that experiment over and over again. I've had to change, not just the way I eat, but my entire career. I mean, remember, I was a chef, so I get the frustration, the fear, the anger, the resentment. So today we're just going to get this all out on the table. We're going to air it out because sunlight is the best disinfectant. And while these fears and concerns and roadblocks are real, in a way, they're kind of like the monsters under our beds, just meaning that they're not as big and scary as our minds sometimes make them seem. So let's tame them. The plan for today is that we're going to quickly touch on why thyroid healthy eating is important though many of you already know this by now. And then I'd like to address your biggest fears and concerns and questions about thyroid healthy eating. Is this going to be too hard for me? Will I have to be cooking all the time? Can I afford to eat this way? Is it going to be too restrictive? I'm going to give you some of my most pragmatic nuts and bolts solutions And from a more like big picture perspective, we're also going to talk a lot today about mindset. Remember, I'm not just a health coach, cooking instructor, and patient advocate. I'm a thyroid thriver too. So throughout the episode, I'm going to share some of my personal experiences with overcoming these roadblocks. And this isn't to tell you how you should walk your path, but hopefully just to help you remember that you're most definitely not alone, not even close and to help remind you that it is possible to feel better. So let's dive in. Why is thyroid healthy eating so important? It was about seven years ago, I hit my rock bottom and I had completely forgotten what it felt like to feel like myself or have energy. I was sick and tired all the time. And the turning point was really when I found a new doctor. And the first thing that she talked to me about was eating. And We did all the tests. We looked under all the rocks and made sure we weren't missing other root cause factors like uh, things like underlying infections or heavy metal toxicity or nutrient deficiencies and so on. And we dealt with some of that stuff. But the foundation of it all was and is and always will be thyroid healthy eating. This is what really turned things around for me and what keeps me feeling optimal today. So if you've been with me a while, you've heard me say this before, but I'll say it again. Food is not the only piece of a healing puzzle, but it is an essential piece. And from a functional medicine standpoint, every single chronic condition, health risk, and healing victory depends at least to some degree on food and on the kind of anti-inflammatory nutrient-dense diet that we talk about here on Thyroid Healthy Bites and that I share on Hypothyroid Chef. This is based on the latest research on eating for autoimmunity and chronic illness, eating to reduce inflammation, eating for gut health, eating to prevent the most common health issues like diabetes, cancer, heart disease, Alzheimer's. I really like the visual of a teeter-totter. And the base or the fulcrum of the teeter-totter is food. It's what you put in your mouth. And if that fulcrum is too far to the unhealthy side, you're going to stay in an unhealthy place. You are stuck there. Now, if we move the food fulcrum to to the center with 50-50 unhealthy and healthy foods, we're going to wobble between being healthy and unhealthy. We're not shooting for the teeter-totter to balance in this metaphor, okay? 
But if we continue to move that fulcrum to the healthy side, we more firmly set that teeter-totter in a place of health. And that's where we want to sit. Not stuck in unhealthy, not wobbling between, but firmly set in a place of health. So just an FYI, this episode isn't really about the nuts and bolts of thyroid healthy eating. We did recently cover that on the show, but it's too much ground to cover today. And I really try to keep these episodes digestible. So if you're here and you're going, wait, what's thyroid healthy eating? What are you talking about? Go back to episode uh, five. I think it is. What is thyroid healthy eating? Also, I just want to mention a quick disclaimer. This is for informational and educational purposes only. In no way should this be considered a substitute for professional medical advice. Always discuss making diet and lifestyle changes with your doctor first. So we know thyroid healthy eating is important. And thyroid healthy eating happens to be healthy eating for all kinds of health benefits and disease prevention as well. And we know we're supposed to do this what we're, and what we're supposed to do. So why aren't we just doing it? Or why are we struggling with it so much? Like, why is it so hard to stay the course? This is really my passion as a health coach. And the experts tell us a lot about what to do. And that's super important. But we also have to focus on how do we actually go and do it. I mean, even a game plan doesn't do us any good without implementation. So what's getting in our, in our way? We've all been here, and I think most of us kind of have to revisit this again and again, because this is hard. Can I do this? What, why can't I just do this? So to address this first super common roadblock, I want to start by talking a little bit about mindset, because mindset is number one, it's everything. If you can't get past the mindset roadblock, you're really stuck like at the trailhead of your healing journey. You can't begin until you get out of that stuck mindset and into a healing mindset. So let's be real, like anything worth doing in life, yes, this takes some effort. Saying yes to thyroid healthy eating means saying no to other things, like starting your day with coffee and donuts, which is an absolute blood sugar nightmare, by the way. It means saying no to eating mainly processed foods or convenience foods or stuff in a box. It means saying no to going through the drive-through and yes to preparing home-cooked thyroid healthy meals instead. There will be sacrifices and there will be some work. Sometimes, you know, people reach out to me who want so badly to feel better, but they also want to spend zero time or effort or energy to do it. And I'm going to be honest, it just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way for anyone. And this is a lie I will never tell you. If you want this to happen with the wave of a magic wand, I'm sorry, but I can't help you. I wish I could. And the same rules apply to me. I'm not a magician. I can't pull a rabbit out of a hat and I don't have superpowers even though I wish I did. I wish we all had superpowers and magic wands and it would be just like the fairy godmother who waves that wand and suddenly the table's full of thyroid healthy food and waves it again and the dishes are done. But sadly, that's not real life. So if you want anything in life, whether it's six pack abs or a Tesla or the energy to play with your kids or grandkids, it's not going to come for free. You can make the vision board. You can put what you want on there, like vibrant health or lots of energy. But to actually get there, you have to put in 
the effort. And if you're willing to put in that effort, dreams really do come true. I mean, I'm here to help you and to hold your hand and to keep you inspired, to get you farther, faster, and to remind you that you're not alone and ideally give you like the tools and things that you need to do this. But I know that half of this is knowing not just what to do, but how to do it. How do we take action? Speaking of, I just have to pause for a moment to tell you that I am this close to launching my new thyroid healthy meal plan kickstart. This is an ebook, a game plan, a mini course, and a resource bundle that's going to help you make the changes that we're talking about today. And I've been working on this since last summer. So it's big. And this is the offering that is going to help you eat well so you can feel well. I'm so pumped to like finally be able to share this with you. Uh, it launches March 7th. So if you're listening to or watching this episode in the future, it's probably already here. And I don't want to give too much away. So I'll leave it at that. But I'm just so excited to bring this awesome resource to you that I had to share. In the meantime, if you want to stay in the loop or you know get updates or if you're ready to get started today with thyroid healthy eating, the best way to do that is to download my thyroid healthy grocery guide. This is just a one page printable. It features over 130 delicious thyroid healthy foods to choose from. So you can use that as a starting point to start like imagining and planning your own thyroid healthy meals. That will also subscribe you to my weekly newsletter where I share recipes and lifestyle tips and updates about my new offering and all kinds of good stuff. So grab that at hypothyroidchef.com grocery. And I'll also put the link in the show notes for you. Okay. Sorry to go off on a tangent there, but here's what I want you to know. Eating thyroid healthy every day is possible and it's worth it. I'm living proof. And yes, it was a really big adjustment, but it gave me my health back. You can't put a price on that. So not only did it give me my energy back, like somebody flicked the lights back on inside my body, but it has kept me healthy and really like moving in the right direction because this isn't a linear path. You know, it's not a straight line. We're all human. I've fallen off the wagon more times than I would like to admit. I've had health setbacks and the chronic stress that we've all been under these last couple of years has really required me to double down on some of my thyroid healthy practices. But the point I really want you to hear before we get into the meat of the show is that you can feel better. Like, believe that you can. And it all starts with adopting a healing mindset. Like if there is a magic wand that you can wave to speed yourself along, mindset is it. And it costs nothing and it changes everything. So how do we adopt a healing mindset? It really starts with believing that you're worth it, that you're worthy worth the effort. Like this is a very common mindset roadblock for thyroid thrivers. And I'm going to go a little Brene Brown on you for a minute here. So bear with me. You get to have needs. I'm going to say it again for the ladies in the back. You get to have needs. And I say for the ladies in the back, because as women, we are hardwired to care for others. Sometimes before we care for ourselves or at the expense of caring for ourselves. And maybe you can get away with this when you're younger, but eventually this MO times out, like we crash, we can't sustain it. 
You get to have needs just like everyone else and your needs matter just like everyone else. This one's for all thyroid drivers, regardless of gender, but there's this idea that's marketed to us by our doctors that hypothyroidism or even Hashimoto's is no big deal. Just take your levothyroxine, monitor your TSH, and all your problems will be solved. For many of us, it just doesn't work out that way. To be clear, I'm not knocking medication or medical care. It's a must for all of us. It doesn't make you a bad person if you need to take supplemental thyroid hormone for the rest of your life. I do. I take meds and statistically, there's a very good chance I will always need them. The trouble isn't that thyroid medication doesn't work. It's that it's not the cure-all that it's supposed to be or that we're told it is. It helps. It's necessary. But when I was just taking my thyroid medication and just monitoring TSH and not making any diet and lifestyle changes, I was symptomatic as all get out miserable. Like that standard of care cost me four years of my life, but I didn't know any better. So I was stuck there until I reached that rock bottom place. And it took diet and lifestyle changes to really reclaim my health. And this is common. This is probably why you found your way to me. Like the trouble with the idea that we just quietly take a pill and that's it, is that it kind of implies that that's all that's needed to feel optimal. And when we don't feel optimal, that it's all in our heads. Like many of you, I was told this in so many words during those four long, dark years, and it made me believe that there was something wrong with me, like as a person, but you are not crazy. You're not making this up. I believe you and trust me, you are far from alone. So three big mindset roadblocks we need to address. Trust your instincts, honor your worth, and allow yourself to have needs. When we get past these and then we're ready to take action, the next mindset gremlin that we come up against is that we don't want to be that person, you know, like the one who doesn't eat gluten or dairy, the one who says, I'm sorry, I just don't eat that. We don't want to be a nuisance. And at a fundamental level, what we really want is to belong as human beings. We want to fit in. And so when everyone around us is eating pizza and bagels and chocolate chip cookies, It can really freak us out on a foundational level to say no to those things. But here's the thing. Remember, you get to have needs. You have what in most cases is a chronic lifelong condition where your thyroid, which affects every system in the body, doesn't work like a normal functioning thyroid. And medication helps, but it's only part of the equation. So maybe you no, no longer have a thyroid. That This applies to you too. So feeling optimal, not necessarily perfect, but feeling as good as you possibly can requires that you take really good care of yourself. And sometimes that means saying, do you mind if we meet for lunch at this restaurant instead of that one? Like they just have more menu items I can eat there. Maybe it means saying, yeah, honey, I made your favorite chocolate chip cookies with gluten-free flour so that I could eat one. And yeah, they taste a little bit different because of it. Maybe it means saying this food just doesn't work for me anymore. And it would really help me if we could no longer keep it in the house. 
I remember sitting at a table at our favorite local pizza place. This was back in 2015 when I was just starting on this journey. And while my husband and son ate pizza, I was eating a salad with vinaigrette. And my husband gave me the the pouty lip, sad face, and was like, I'm so sorry, you can't have any. But here's what was going on in my head. Yes, I wanted the pizza. I wanted it badly. But I had recently got my energy back after four years of having no energy. I remember putting down my fork. I looked him right in the eye and said, do not feel sorry for me. I'm getting my life back. So since then, I've learned to say those things. Do you mind if we go somewhere else for dinner where there's more choices for me? You know, I I get it. I'm someone who never wants to be a nuisance. I never want to ask for special treatment. In the past and for most of my life, I would throw myself on the train tracks before I would ask for someone else to prepare my food differently. But when it came right down to it, I learned that that was hurting me. I was laying myself on the train tracks and sometimes I got hit and it would take me out for days. But that went against my upbringing, my personality, my comfort zone to just ask for what I need. So thankfully now I'm deep into this process of learning to say no, learning to ask for things, learning to say goodbye to that habit of sacrificing my own needs for the sake of others. If you can relate, this is like a really necessary mindset shift for your healing journey. Be that person. Be the one who asks, is there gluten in this? Be okay with saying, no, thank you. You get to have needs, you're worth it, and you're lovable regardless of what you eat and don't eat. So along the way and over the years, I figured out some solutions that work. Like I don't really love sitting at our favorite pizza place watching everybody else eat pizza but me. But pizza night is essential. So what we do now is pizza at home. I get a cauliflower crust. I load it up with things like my dairy-free lemon basil pesto, artichoke hearts, chicken, sliced mushrooms. Like my mouth is literally watering just thinking about it. I mean, I load up that crust with so much colorful goodness. And I absolutely genuinely love it. My son and husband, they can have their own regular pizza crust. They can load it up with mountains of mozzarella cheese if they want. Things like that don't even appeal to me so much anymore because I've found alternatives that I love. And also over time, certain foods lose their appeal when you realize that the health cost is just too great. I know that when I fall off the wagon and I fall face first into a traditional pizza, which yes, has happened a time or two, (laughs) I'm actually hurting myself. Like when you lose your health and then reclaim it, when you see your antibodies go down because of dietary changes and you connect those dots between which foods work for you and which ones don't, it makes it easier to say no. And to say, I get to have needs around this because this is what it takes for me to be okay. And to be here, not just for my own life and dreams, but for you, for my family. So mindset, mindset is everything. You got this. You're worth it. Don't be afraid to come out of the chronic illness closet and ask for what you need. Will this be too hard for you? Will it take effort and courage and gumption? Yes. But will it be too hard for you? No way. Because I'm here to make sure you have way more help, support, and tools than I did. Okay, let's move on to the next big roadblock and get into some of these more like pragmatic nuts and bolts. Time. 
will this require too much time in cooking or more time than I have? It will require some, yes, as we already talked about, but it already absolutely does not need to take too much time. If you have a solid system, as in a weekly meal plan, you can eat thyroid healthy meals all day, every day. Ben Franklin said, you can do anything you set your mind to. And it was also Ben Franklin who said, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. So according to our buddy, Ben Franklin, you can do anything you set your mind to if you plan it. And nothing could be more true when it comes to thyroid healthy eating. A good plan or meal planning system is what makes thyroid healthy eating doable. Not just for a few weeks, not just for 30 days, but for good, because this really isn't just a diet. It is a lifestyle shift. This is about how do I make this my new normal? So having a simple meal planning system is what has enabled me to stay the course with this for the past seven years. If I didn't meal plan, I probably wouldn't be here today hanging out with you because I would still be exhausted and sick and watching my life and my dreams slip through my fingers. Well, it took everything I had just to get through the day. It is as simple and as powerful as that. So basically one day a week, I spend about 30 minutes picking out some recipes. I get groceries. I spend that one extra day on a bit of extra meal prep that sets me up for the week. And then throughout the week, breakfasts, lunches, and snacks are primarily provided by meals I've already made, as in leftovers. I spend no more than an hour making dinner most nights. Like I would say I make dinner five nights a week or so. I'm preparing dinner. And then the rest of the week, the fridge is filled with food that I've already prepared. It's really simple. It's not rocket science, but it is a game changer. Thyroid healthy eating does not need to be overly time consuming. I'm a busy working mom and I like to cook, sure, but I have no desire to spend all day in the kitchen any more than the next person. I spend a little extra time cooking on one of my weekend days and then prepare those thyroid healthy dinners, we'll say four to five nights a week, and that provides me and my family with food all week long. And for me, this approach has been really time tested. It's what we've done as a family for years now. For you, it's absolutely tweakable. Is that a word? <laughs> it's doable. It's tweakable, it's customizable, and it's doable. When it comes to our biggest fears and concerns, what comes after time? You guessed it, money. I can't afford to eat organic. I can't buy these expensive ingredients. If that is truly your reality, I am not here to argue that you should financially overextend yourself to buy organic, for example. But I would like to help you explore asking yourself, is this really just your reality or do you just believe it is? Because limiting beliefs are such a common roadblock and they're just a part of being human. They're also rampant around food. And when we become aware of these limiting beliefs, that's when real change can happen. It's kind of like working out. Do you really not have time or is it just not a priority? Do you really not have money for healthy whole foods or is it just not a priority? Like people get really mad about this one, but it, I have to ask it because sometimes reality is just a story we tell ourselves. And I'm here to help you get over those roadblocks. 
Sometimes though, money is a real roadblock. And if that's your reality, that is okay. Inflation is crazy right now. Half of Americans were already living paycheck to paycheck before this whole thing. And if you're on a super tight budget, just know that it doesn't mean you can't afford to thrive because there is always something, some aspect of our lives that we can tweak to support our health that does not cost a dime. Here's an example. Take a few belly breaths and practice any form of gratitude you want over your food before you eat for it just as an example. And you will literally get more nutrition from it. You'll lower your cortisol and you will improve digestion. In this like health and wellness space, I think we can get really uptight about the whole thing. We get super rigid about the rights and the wrongs of how we're supposed to eat. And I get the science and the reasoning behind all of it. But from a human standpoint, as in trying to help real people make real change, that rigidity in a lot of ways is not serving us. We need to be at peace with our food. And that comes from meeting ourselves where we are and doing our personal best without comparing ourselves to others. Like you're not a bad person because you bought the regular broccoli instead of the organic broccoli. Let's not forget to support each other in simply doing the best we can, regardless of what that looks like, because you and only you get to define what doing your best looks like for you. Okay. And stressing about it is in many ways worse for us than eating a food that's let's say less than ideal. So meet yourself where you are, be at peace with yourself and your food, not at war. As hypothyroid chef, I also have a responsibility to tell you that, yeah, the organic broccoli is more thyroid friendly than the conventional broccoli. Common pesticides and fertilizers have been linked to increased risk of thyroid disease, an increase in thyroid antibodies, a decrease in the production of thyroid hormone. Like the thyroid is sensitive to environmental toxins, and that's just a hard truth. And buying organic produce or things like wild salmon or grass-fed beef is more ideal for our thyroid and overall health. It's also more expensive than their conventional counterparts. So this is where I want that magic wand again. Does anybody know where I can get one of those? Like, (laughs) seriously, I know people get upset about this one. And I've gotten your comments and DMs telling me just how mad you are that better food costs more. I don't know how to fix that. Thyroid healthy, whole organic foods do in many cases cost more. And if they're not accessible for you, you just do your best in the way that makes sense for your big picture. One tool you can use is the Environmental Working Group's Dirty Dozen and Clean 15 lists. These lists, the produce items that are like most important to buy organic and those where it doesn't matter quite so much. So that's a great tool for prioritizing. Well, I have to maintain my integrity to that mission of helping you make the best, most informed choices for your health, I also want to offer real world solutions. So I'm going to quickly give you my top five ways that I make thyroid healthy eating more affordable. First, buy food that's in season. Not only is it more nutrient dense, it's cheaper. Things like berries, greens, green beans, peas, herbs, All those things are examples of produce that you can buy cheaper when it's in season, and then you can freeze it. So 
Secondly, consider getting a chest freezer or an extra fridge and freezer. Yes, this costs money, but if you have the space and can find a used one, it will pay for itself within the year. Not only can you store big batch recipes that you've made for instant thyroid healthy meals and have those on hand, but you can stock up when things are on sale and store them in the freezer. Because we rely on more fresh food as thyroid drivers, like an extra freezer serves as our new convenience store. We have an extra fridge in our garage that is over 30 years old that I use all the time. Okay, for grass-fed organic meat, consider buying a whole animal or a half animal with another family. We've done this a few times and have gotten some of the best local pasture-raised beef, bison, and lamb for way less than retail. So anywhere you can cut out the middleman is going to save you money. And that extra freezer will enable you to stock up on things like that on the cheap. Also, I subscribe to a local CSA and get loads of seasonal produce while also supporting a local farm. A CSA is like a produce subscription from a local farm or group of farms. And we've been subscribing to one for years. Because we live in Montana, it only goes through the growing season, but we get a box of local organic produce. It's 18 bucks a week for about five months of the year. And sometimes it is more organic produce than we can eat. In the late fall, at the end of harvest season, the farm actually offers this deal 100 pounds of produce for $100. It's seriously a truckload of food, and much of that lasts through the entire winter, like winter squash, storage onions, cabbage, beets, potatoes, carrots. It's the end of February right now, and I'm still using ours up, and most of it is stored in that extra 30-year-old fridge in our garage. I realize that some of you might not have access to things like a CSA, but you might also be surprised that you do. Like the farm we use doesn't advertise. I only know about it because I heard about it from friends. So inquire locally, ask about a local CSA from your friends. It's a huge money saver and you get to support local farms, which feels good. So you can go actually to localharvest.org to search for a local CSA in your area. Lastly, shop in bulk. Like we have Costco. I know other places have Sam's Club and things like that. The tricky thing is that you don't always know what they're going to have in stock, but at least at Costco, they consistently have a ton of organic produce, organic animal protein, and organic pantry products. I also occasionally use them to stock up on organic meats for the freezer, like packs of organic ground bison or chicken breast, chicken thighs, organic ground turkey. They even have uh, these grass-fed beef kielbasas we like. I value eating well, and I live in the real world too. And our shopping budget is something that we talk about regularly as a family. We've also made a really conscious decision to prioritize the highest quality food we can afford. Like you might see me in the same sweater 17 times on this show, but I'll be wearing it when I eat that grass finished steak. Like my car is 12 years old. It works great. I use it to go get my thyroid healthy whole foods at our local health food store. It's a personal choice and a priority. And it's also a privilege that I have that choice. So I acknowledge that this is just like what it looks like for me. And then this is what it looks like for our family to do our best. And that is what enables me to be at peace with it. And that's what I want most for you. Don't stress, don't beat yourself up, just do your best and be at peace with that. Last roadblock we're going to cover today, will thyroid healthy eating be too restrictive? 
this one is near and dear to me because I am a food lover. Like it's my favorite medium. It's my favorite creative outlet. So I understand completely these like real emotional connections that we have to food and the deeply rooted fears we have around changing the way we eat. I recently heard from one of the thyroid thrivers in our community who said, nothing seems as easy or satisfying as warm toast. Like I really felt this one deep in my heart. I mean, toast is like the ultimate comfort food, the smell of warm toast, ugh, the best. And whatever factors have gone into making that a health risk for us, is just so unfair. I wish it was different. I miss toast too, but I've gotten so far out of the habit of eating it that it doesn't tug at me quite so often. When it does, I keep a loaf of gluten-free bread in the freezer for those times when nothing else will do, like avocado toast. Sometimes I need a couple pieces of avocado toast. You know, when you get those hankerings that like just won't quit, but that's the thing. You may need to make adjustments, but there are ways to have nearly all those comforting foods that you love. They might be different, but life is different. You're different. And when your health depends on it, you'll find that you get just as excited about that occasional piece of gluten-free toast. You can find ways to scratch the itch without going off the rails. I have gluten and dairy-free pizza crust I love, bread I love, dairy-free ice cream I love, grain-free tortillas and tortilla chips I love, grain-free crackers. These aren't staples in my diet because now I focus more on and honestly crave more for foods like roasted beets, wild-caught salmon, fresh blueberries. You know, my tastes have changed. I'm in tune, more in tune with what my body wants and needs. And also too much gluten and dairy-free processed food is a really common pitfall we kind of need to avoid. Like when we just replace our old dietary staples with gluten-free, dairy-free, or paleo replacements, those foods can be really starchy, hard to digest. They can spike our blood sugar depending on what's in them. So to be clear, I'm not advocating to just replace your standard American diet with a gluten-free standard American diet. What I am saying is that we live in a time when there are so many good options available to those of us who not just want, but need to abstain from some of those foods for our health. And those replacement options enable us to have some flexibility, some normalcy. Okay. So like my King Arthur measure for measure gluten-free flour blend. I'm not making pancakes with it every weekend. I'm making other things for breakfast. Most weekends now like hash with tons of colorful veggies, but at Christmas time, let's say when my son says, mom, can we decorate Christmas cookies? Things like that allow me to not only participate in making and decorating those cookies, but I get to eat some too without completely derailing myself from my healing goals. It helps keep me happy. Too much self-denial and restriction is not a happy place to be. It's unsustainable. And changing our overall eating habits may be required, but we can use those substitutions to help us stay on course. I'm always happy to share the products I love. So if you're curious, just drop a comment or DM me, or you can check out my Hypothyroid Chef Favorites page. I've got all kinds of stuff on there. When I first started this journey and my new doctor started educating me about anti-inflammatory eating, I remember looking at the list of all the foods I was supposed to eliminate. And it was like 
a bomb went off in the middle of my life. I was a chef. Like cooking and creating with food was all I wanted to do from the time I was tall enough to turn on the stove. And as an adult, my livelihood depended on preparing food and creating recipes and teaching people how to cook. It was my identity. But even before I had my new doctor, even before I knew I had Hashimoto's, not just hypothyroidism, I had started to already discover those correlations, like too many grains would cause brain fog, too much dairy would inflame joint pain, too many eggs would cause stomach pain. So I had already started to connect those dots. And when I had those inklings confirmed, not just by my new doctor, but all these books I was reading on thyroid healthy eating, the other shoe dropped. It felt like I had this artist palette with every color in the rainbow at the ready. And then something called Hashimoto's came along and just wiped half of those colors away. Like devastated is not too strong a word for how I felt. And other people who knew me as a chef and had certain expectations of me in that way, they, some of them didn't get it. I didn't know how to feed myself, much less making food for others. And even going out to dinner with friends, I couldn't participate in that in the same way anymore. So now I was that person going, um, is there gluten in this? You know, I remember we went out to one of our favorite restaurants with relatives right after I had learned about several food sensitivities and elevated thyroid antibodies, all these dietary changes I needed to make. And I was totally overwhelmed by it all. It was so brand new. It hadn't even really set in, but here I was like looking at food through a whole new lens. And I remember looking at this menu that a week ago was filled with things I loved and could eat. And one week later, that same menu was now 90% off limits. So meanwhile, I'm here with these family members that were hosting from out of town and kind of withdrawn at dinner. And I had this like lump in my throat and there was this wave of grief hitting me in a public place. And I could feel how inconvenienced my family members were by my needs because I had carved out a place for myself as the one who feeds people yummy food. Like they were kind of threatened and even I'll say it annoyed that I could no longer just cook and eat whatever for them and with them. So here I am trying to get through this meal and explain that it's just hard to swallow this new reality. And one of my family members insensitively was like, you just need to get over it. You know, it wasn't helpful. Like family can be really tough with this stuff, especially at first. And it's gotten better, but it took time and there was a grieving process. I got through it. My family has become more accepting and it was 100% worthwhile. I could have said, you know what, this is just too hard, too time consuming, too restrictive, too expensive. But instead I said, I get to have needs and I'm not going to continue throwing myself on those train tracks just to please someone else or make them comfortable. Like we have to stop doing that if we're going to be thyroid thrivers. And well, we also have to face our own health mountain with some grace and some patience and some forgiveness. We've got to meet ourselves where we are and do our best and find that peace with the process of transformation. Like results happen. They don't happen overnight. So just take heart, celebrate every small win and every step you take. And let this take the time it takes. 
There's no aspect of your healing journey that is more empowering, in my opinion, than discovering which foods work for you, which foods serve you, and which don't, and then using that to reclaim and maintain your health. Also, keep in mind that with many foods, it can be okay long-term to just have less. Like I recently interviewed a functional nutritionist, Whitney Morgan, about all of the very good science-based reasons that as thyroid drivers, we should really consider eliminating gluten 100%. But there are other foods where depending on you, you may eventually find that less is okay too. Like grains are this way for me. Eggs are this way for me. With cheese, I've found that like small amounts of raw milk cheese, like real Parmesan or real Asiago, they don't make my joints ache the way a pile of melted mozzarella will. Also cultured dairy, like a little bit of organic buttermilk in that occasional gluten-free pancake. I can get away with that once in a while, but the thought of pouring cow's milk on like a daily bowl of cereal at this point, no. I can't imagine it. Like it, it literally repulses me. My body on every le level says, nope, not worth it. Don't want it. We're all unique this way. And like what works for me isn't necessarily right for you, but just know that this isn't the end of the road. This isn't the end of the world. In fact, in many ways, it's just a new beginning. I remember tweeting something about connecting the dots between my hypothyroidism and the food I was eating back when I was just starting out on this journey. And someone, another thyroid driver, replied with the best, simplest, most comforting advice. She said, it will get easier. You will feel better. And it's worth it. Some stranger told me that. And I'll never remember her name, but I'll never forget her words. And now I want to pass that message along to you. It will get easier. You will feel better. And it's worth it. From a logistics standpoint, remember that you don't have to start big unless, of course, your doctor or nutritionist feels differently and you should always consult with them first. But you ultimately get to decide what goes in your mouth. Elimination diets, for example, like the autoimmune protocol or AIP diet, these are amazing tools. They can calm inflammation, they can heal the gut, they help us discover our food sensitivities, but the elimination phase does require quite a bit of restriction. Now, if starting there feels like way too much, and if it's okay for your current health situation, you can pare back, take a smaller step, start with just gluten, which is the number one recommendation for thyroid patients. Just start there. It's a smaller step, but it can still have a big impact. See how it goes. Give yourself that time and that grace to like get used to it and adjust. Reap the benefits, hopefully. And then you'll have like this inherent motivation to keep building on that by looking at other foods like sugar, dairy, grains. You know, if that micro step approach feels more doable, great. I know that it doesn't have to be gluten that you start with. It could be eliminating processed foods. If you have a major caffeine habit or a soda habit, maybe you start with that. Like this is your healing journey. You get to choose your own adventure, which path you take and how fast you go. I've used a combination of both approaches. And the most important thing is to just get started and then stay on the path. One small step after another can take you very, very far. That's my philosophy as a thyroid driver, health coach, and patient advocate. 
you know, there are others out there who say you must start with AIP or you have to do paleo or you can never eat these foods again. Those opinions are based on sound nutritional and autoimmune research. The healing potential of the AIP diet, like it's greater than just going gluten-free. That's a fact. But here's my personal stance. What good does it do you if you can't stick with it? How's it going to help you if you're too overwhelmed to stay the course? You know, when it comes to the science of successful habit change, smaller steps are more sustainable. They're less likely to overwhelm our nervous system. They're more likely to be assimilated into your life or in other words, to become your new normal. More drastic life changes, especially when they're made all at once, have a far greater likelihood of becoming that thing you do for 30 days and then completely forget about months later because it was just too hard. Picture two very tall ladders, okay? One's got lots of rungs spaced close together, small steps. The other has just a few rungs spaced very far apart. The ladder with the rungs spaced close together, that's easy to get onto, it's easy to climb. You can imagine yourself getting all the way to the top, right? The ladder with just a few rungs, it, you can't even reach the first one. How are you supposed to climb that? And even if you do figure out a way to make it to the first rung, you've got another huge reach to get to the next one. So unless you're like medically being advised otherwise, it's okay to walk this path at the speed that's right for you. Just make sure you find the path and get started and then keep going. Is that helpful? I sure hope it is. I hope this has given you uh, a new perspective, some fresh ideas, some nuts and bolts solutions, and just the inspiration to know that you got this and you can, you can walk this journey in your own way. And whatever that is, that's right for you. That's okay. That's great. And we can be on this path together, even if our paths look different, even if some of us are 20 miles down the road and some of us are just starting out, it's all good you will get there. You can feel better. And this is like the biggest, most profound life-changing thing you can do, not just for your thyroid, but for your overall health. So you got this. I know you do. And I'm here to help. I can't wait to bring you my new solution in just a couple weeks. The thyroid healthy meal plan kickstart. If you want to get connected with me today, don't forget to download that thyroid healthy grocery guide. The link is in the show notes, or you can grab it at hypothyroidchef.com slash grocery. If you've enjoyed the show, please don't forget to like, subscribe, leave me a comment. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you thought. What are you struggling with? What have you found along the way that's worked? Let's connect and let's, let's walk this path together. All right. Thanks so much for watching and I'll see you next time.